Welcome back to the Dave Gold Evolve Podcast, where industry leaders in the spiritual dating and business world help you truly evolve your life. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dave Gold Evolve Podcast. On this episode, I've got Hasib Bukhari. Hasib is a really cool dude who is incredibly driven and entrepreneurial and running a successful ad agency. Uh, We connected over a call and I thought it would be great for him to join the group. And I wanted to introduce him to you guys. So you saw um, what it was like for someone who's running their own agency and doing it successfully at a young age. So thank you so much for joining us today. Yo, for sure, man. What's popping people? I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are having an awesome day over wherever you are uh, in this current state of the world, whatever that may be for you, man. You know, I always think that it's a perspective for every single one of us. I also like to say one thing. I hope that life is not too easy for you right now. You know, we need a little bit of resistance to be going against us to, to help us grow as people, you know, kind of just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. I love that. And that's what this community is all about. It's about, you know, pushing our boundaries and our limits as men and helping us to break down stigmas that we had in terms of how much money we can make, how we can go about improving our dating lives and how we can, you know, reach our potential in life. And uh, maybe that's a good place for us to start. So were you always such a positive, purposeful, driven person? Or was there something that happened in your in the past few years that changed everything for, up for you? For me, bro, uh, it was, honestly, I was, me as a person, I'm a positive person in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just have this thing inside of me where I'm just always positive. But there are times, I'll tell you this right now, it's not that I'm not, po- like, it, it's hard for me to not be positive. Like, even I have times when I'm not at my best, bro. Everybody has those times. I've been around, like, the, the greatest of the greats, and even they have times where they're not at their best but it doesn't mean it's going to stay like that forever. The only thing I like to tell a lot of people is that like, when I tell people to stay positive all the time, be enthusiastic, you know, uh, monitor your attitude as to what's going on. It's about being able to reframe the way that you're thinking about things. Even if things aren't going the way that you expected them to go, or you're not in a positive frame right now, how can you sit through this and be calm? How can you sit in the chaos and still be like, okay, everything is fine the reality is actually this. And how can you change that story and narrative for yourself? And then create that po- create that positive outflow. Because once we're able to create the positive outflow, that's when we're able to traverse to that next place. And that's what I've, I've worked on this for like so many years, being able to consistently shift my perspective, shift my perspective, shift my perspective. So it's, it wasn't always like this, but it was definitely a work in progress, you know? And and purpose, the purpose came like uh, as a result of that because I wanted to keep doing more for people. Mm. So uh, I'm not going to say that it just happened in the snap of an eye, but I was always a positive person. And if, even if you ask my peers, they'll tell you too, like, yeah, he's always a positive person. And, you know, there was something that stood out to me where you talked about the chaos. And a lot of times when that chaos or that destruction happens, we want to run from it. We want to distract ourselves with, you know, TV, drugs, alcohol, women, something that's Absolutely. going to, you know, help us to ignore the reality of the situation For rather sure. than to really dive deep into it and use it as a learning experience or possibly just an opportunity for growth where we can love that part, that negative part and turn it into a positive and reframe it, as you said, which is so beautiful. Absolutely. So- and I'll, I'll say this too, man. Because you, you're right, people do run from the chaos. And the more we ignore something, the louder it gets. The more we tend to ignore things, the worse they get. Absolutely. So it's better to attack it head on and get it out of the way. And something that my mentor says, he says, the higher up the mountain you go of success or anywhere in life, the thinner the air gets. It doesn't get easier. You just get better at doing the things daily that are going to get you at a new point. That's the reality of it. And for me, at least, the way I look at things, when I am facing resistance, when I am facing the chaos, I turn towards it. I move towards the resistance because the, the, the path of most resistance 
is the path that is going to help me grow. It is not to seek comfort, but to seek a healthy amount of discomfort to keep pushing myself to that new limit. You know, and that was something that brought us together is that, you know, when we had our first discussion, I don't think it went as you planned it. And uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a, you know, challenging person at times and I'll, and I'll push people and maybe there was an aspect of discomfort, but I saw you didn't run from it. You actually embraced it and it actually brought us closer together. And a lot of people are really, they're really afraid of going to that place. They're really Absolutely. afraid of stepping into that. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, if you do, you've got a whole new world of opportunities and relationships that await and also a deeper version of life, you know? So that's something that I've come to realize <laughs> it can be difficult to have that kind of tension in the air until you realize that the tension is beautiful. Attention is a blessing. Attention is a gift. So with that being said, how about you tell us a little bit about your backstory and what you do right now? Uh, backstory, like how we came up in the ad industry or like, what do you mean? Cause like your, there's, there's so many your, avenues I can go down. Your, man, honestly, your like. backstory as in, uh, you know, you're in New Jersey right now. Is that right? Yeah. And did you grow up there originally? Yeah, dude, I grew up here for most of my life. I was when I was uh, two years old, my parents moved here from uh, Pakistan. Wow, I've been here. I've been here most of my life. I've been indoctrinated into like the the American uh, culture and everything like that. Even though I'm still rooted in my own culture, uh -huh. like I've gone back to my country quite a few times. So I'm still rooted in it, but I, I've been Americanized, you could say. And for sure, do you think that that has sparked your entrepreneurial journey? as you know, your family's come and immigrated um, from a very different type of part of the world and a very different mindset. And has it, yes. has that helped to propel you into being like a leader and someone that's really I think driven? so, hundred percent. Cause I don't think I've seen, and I don't say this to brag or anything, but mm -hmm. I don't think there's anybody else that works as hard as immigrants do. Yeah. Cause they, they fought to be here. They immigrated here for a better life. Mm-hmm. So their work ethic, when, when you look at the work ethic of an immigrant, there are, they are working at such a, at a much higher rate and capacity than most people. And then people wonder why, oh, that immigrant is doing X, Y, and Z. Oh, that guy's making more than me. You know? Ahmed, the neurosurgeon, is making more than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, like, they put the work in. Yeah, the guy running the, you know, I love New York shop on 42nd Street, okay, is making more than the lawyer who's slaving away. Yeah, right? absolutely, man. And that's because of work ethic, dude. Yeah. It's work ethic. Because we, we know from back and being in Pakistan how hard you had to work. Yeah. And that work ethic transfers over. And I think work ethic is the number one reason people fail or succeed. Or one of the reasons, I should say lack of work ethic thereof. I think this is a, an interesting one we can dive a little deeper in because I actually just posted an IG story and sent one of my students some David Goggins motivation because what he told me was he wants to throw um, you know, a workshop or a webinar in a few days. And I said, how many people have you actually been reaching out to? And he goes, I don't know. I only have like a few guys signed up. And I'm thinking, all right, that's great that, you know, you're in this position where now you can go and create impact. But if you don't put in the work behind the scenes, it's not going to happen. Okay. That flow is not going to be possible because mm -hmm. as one of my first mentors said, flow is the result of discipline and surrender. So you may be erring on the side of spirituality and you may be surrendering to life, which is something that, you know, I'm working on more so these days is just the state of embodied being. But don't neglect the discipline. Don't neglect the morning routine. Don't neglect actually making those calls and setting up those appointments and writing that copy. Absolutely. I agree, man. It's about getting the reps in. Have you heard of the levels of energy? Talk to me about it. 
So there's levels of energy ranging from zero to a thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thousand being like your Zen, your spiritual as hell. Zero being like you hate life. Pretty much. We talk a lot about energy in this community. We had Glenn Ackerman, Mr. Energy Awareness Training right. on the so podcast for- and on the mastermind. So so let's hear what your perspective is on energy. Right. So there's a there's a graph mm-hmm. that that I use for energy and it has like certain levels in between it. And based off the frequency that you're on, you're going to be at a certain state of mind whether that's happy, sad, angry. I think anger is at like a 600. Um spite is at like a 300. Mm-hmm. Uh look at look at people like Andy Frazella, dude. Andy Frazella would be at like a 200, but that guy gets shit done. Yeah, he's pissed off. Yeah, he's pissed off like all the time, but that guy gets shit done. Guys, if like, you don't know Andy Frisella, that's 75 day hard challenge that we've talked about on the podcast and some of the guys in this community have attempted to do. I don't know if anyone in here has actually finished it, but check out that podcast with Andy Frisella where he is screaming into the microphone, okay, saying, There's no way you're going to complete this challenge. Okay. You are going to (laughs) quit. Right. And like he gets shit done, dude. And and I think anywhere, anywhere beyond like 700, you're not going to get anything done beyond 700 is where you're like in this blissful moment of happiness, which is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with being blissful or happy, but dude, when you're Zen, you're fucking useless. Like I'm happy for you. Be Zen. That's awesome. But when it comes down to doing the dirty, dirty, Let's go. Let's put in the reps. Let's actually get into work. Let's actually make the calls. Let's reach out to the people. Let's make the reps. Let's write the copy. Let's post the organic. Let's get a team going. Let's I get into that, the work. I think that not everyone is going to be 100% on board with you here because we have a lot of really spiritual guys. All right. We've, you know, we have guys that are really into um, learning about yoga right being more zen being more bhakti Dave, i'm I'm gonna tell you bro like i'm not against it yeah i'm just saying there's a certain level to it well what it comes down to is what what's actually driving you you know what where actually do you want to go fact and also if if where you're going is not leading you to a place of inner peace well, then, then you need to revisit, am I on the right path? And for some guys, they've been on that grind, that hustle mode for a while, and they've realized that it hasn't made them happy. And so at that point, they needed to take a step back, get more into spirituality, get more into meditation, into mindfulness, okay, more into learning about so Dave, um, being more self-actualized. Who wants to Tasib? And then there are, and then there are other guys who feeling all of this bliss, but they want to serve others. And those other people are not showing up at their door. And I'm saying, well, in the end of the day, you can be incredibly happy and blissful, but a part of the puzzle is giving back to society Mm. is serving. So who do you serve and what do you do exactly in your ad agency? So for, for us, uh, we serve quite a few different people. Mostly it's mm-hmm. coaches, consultants. Uh, we even serve e-commerce uh, business mm-hmm. owners. And what we basically do is we, we drive their paid media. Mm-hmm. We drive funnels. We make sure they can get clients at will. Mm-hmm. Okay. We make sure that anything at any given point, if they tell us that we want clients at our door, we're able to go ahead and turn a switch and be like, hey, we're getting clients in right now. How do you want them? What kind do you want them? And we just, we run that to the moon. We've scaled businesses past 100K a month in like no time. When did you start this agency? Um, officially, officially like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And what's been a challenge that you've faced along the way? Um, limitations to my own imagination. Uh, I, I firmly believe that people do not entertain the imaginative ideas of their mind because they're afraid of where it will lead them. Mm-hmm. That idea is quote unquote too big. 
Have you ever heard the magic of thinking big? It's amazing book, David Schwartz. Another David. (laughs) Beautiful thing. You know, it's funny you say that because I was talking to a guy today and it seemed like we were a perfect fit to work together. But I think the moment that I actually proposed that maybe working together would be to the benefit of both of us and there would be some sort of investment, a lot of fear and anxiety started to come up and kick in. Right. And um, can you remind me, you're, you're like 24, 23? Dude, I'm 21. You're 21. But for some reason, where you're at, you're living in an abundant state. Absolutely. Where, where you're looking at money as something that can freely flow into your life and making an investment into your future is one of the best moves that you can make. But do you want to know my thoughts on money? I I do in a second. I'll be honest. When I was 21, I was lost and confused. I had no idea where I was going in my life. I had no, you know, value for money. Everything was given to me. And I had to go on this journey, traveling the world, living in different countries, learning business, learning languages before I got to the place where I was ready for my entrepreneurial career. And what I've seen is a lot of guys, now, some of them are a little bit younger, okay, around your age or 23, 24, but others are around my age, 29, 30, or even older. And the fear around letting go of the money or finding the money to actually invest in yourself, to start to build that personal brand or that business or ad agency is, is, is too big for many to overcome. So when did you overcome that money belief limitation and step into an abundance mentality? So, so I want to circle and tie this into the spirituality side of things and the Zen thing that we were talking about earlier, because bro, I believe in visualization. Mm -hmm. I believe in meditation I believe in being spiritual. I believe in being in that blissful state. But what I also believe is that once I deliver that to a higher power, I'm going to have to work with it. Amen. You know, I'm, I can't just sit here and, and want something to happen and not do anything about it. You know, that's wishful thinking. And I'm not saying there's something wrong with wishful thinking, but wishful thinking without action isn't going to produce a result. And that's the capstone on like me telling people about being Zen and like, dude, being Zen is awesome, but take action. Let's get, let's get down into it. And uh, as far as money goes, man, even I was in a place at some point where like my money mindset wasn't there. When was that? And, And what happened? What changed for you? What lesson can you impart on these guys that are scared to actually invest in themselves, especially with all the scammers out there and the people that don't really care about them. It can be, it can be scary to actually put that money on the table, not knowing how it's going to impact your life. Do you know the law of reflections? I might. So drop it. Because you are unwilling to let go. Those that come to you are also unwilling to let go. Yeah, everything is a mirror in life. You know, you because attract you are like-minded people. To, because you are unwilling to give, those that come to you are unwilling to give. Mm. Because you keep holding on to money, those that come to you want to hold on to their money. Mm. And that's a simple fact of the matter. Because you're afraid that you're not going to get more, you're not going to get more. Mm. Like that's that's the reality of it. So for me, at least I'm always willing to let go of money. Obviously, like you need to know exactly where it's going into the right assets, into the right investments, into the right places. And I I firmly believe the best investment is an investment in yourself. Obviously, something that really changed it for me was something my mentor said to me. And you cannot be emotional about money. Mm hmm. You can't be emotional about it. The only reason you fear losing money or the gain of money or that you won't make more or anything is because you're being emotional about it. Mm -hmm. Once you detach your emotional self from it, you realize that it is a tool. 
Money is a tool that can be leveraged for a better life or better, better anything, as a matter of fact, as long as it's leveraged in the right way. And the way I look at money now is money is a commodity. It comes and it goes. I can always go out and make more of it. It is always there. It is out there in abundance. I can go out and make more today, tomorrow, the next day. And that's because I have the skill and know-how to acquire money. You know? So, so the thing is, I'm not thinking about money like, oh my God, I'm going to lose money or I'm going to make money. Like when you get into a car, right? Are you worried about losing gas, like being empty on gas? You know, there are people that get into that car and are afraid that they're going to get into an accident. There are yeah, people absolutely. that get into that relationship and are scared that their girlfriend's going to cheat on them or their boyfriend's going to cheat on them. There are scared. There are people that are scared that they go into the plane, the plane's going to crash, but that they go outside, they're going to catch the virus. You know, yeah. and that fear-based mentality is what is holding them back from being free from Dude, paralysis. Bringing, yeah, from bringing new energy, from bringing new abundance into their life. And so I'm going to be running a, a three-day abundance manifestation challenge in this community next week because nice. I've actually been doing a lot of work on manifestation over the last few days. It works. And it's crazy. Like I'll open up my email and I'll see that someone that I didn't even ask for any money just sent me money like randomly. I'm like, what? As I'm doing, as I'm doing the mantras with one of my students and it's uh, happening. I'm curious to know, man, what, what manifestation thing do you follow? Cause I follow a lot of manifestation. I firmly believe in it. Well, first off, I'm kind of creating my own. Okay. Right. But you know, I'm also using, um, Mary Kate manifestation, Shout out to my boy, Dave Green, who recommended her on YouTube and, uh, you know, Joe Dispenza. All right. Mary Kate and Joe Dispenza. I love Joe Dispenza. He's so good, dude. So, so good. Because you got to really reprogram your mind for success. Like Absolutely. I've, I've been in the situation that a lot of the guys who want to work with me have been in and, and I'm, I can resonate. I can resonate. There is this fear in leveling up in life. In Everything. having your own business and being able to travel wherever you want and being able to date whoever you want and being able to work with, you know, maybe not whoever you want, but the kind of ideal client or avatar that it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen Absolutely. on day one. You got to go through. It's not a linear path. You got to go through the ups and downs. You got to go through the hardships. Exactly. So- and yeah, go for it. I want you to finish what you were saying because I'm loving this talk on manifestation and abundance. I firmly believe in manifestation. Mm -hmm. The reason I believe in it is because I stumbled upon manifestation about five years ago. And I started using it then. And when I started to realize that it works, like I started to experience it, yeah. I just kept using it. I kept doing it kept doing it and everything up until this point in my life I have manifested like I have firsthand experience what have you manifested give give the guys some examples of how powerful this you know exercise has been for you for sure the mentors that I currently have the business that I've built mm. the lifestyle that I currently live mm -hmm. the health that I currently have the goals like there's, there's so many things that I've actually built mm. because I've thought of these things over and over and over and I've gave conscious energy towards them. And when we're willing to give conscious energy towards something, there's a certain vibrational frequency that these things flow on. And once we connect through those vibrational frequencies together, right now we might be here and that thing might be here. But because we're able to move our frequency, see, that's the beautiful thing about human beings. The beautiful thing about human beings is that we can operate at a different level whenever we want. At will. There is no other creature in the world that is able to do that, to change their state in an instant. 
to change their frequency in an instant. Whatever that thing is up here, we're able to vibrate on the frequency of it. And once we're able to vibrate on the same frequency, we connect to what I call the infinite intelligence, which is the infinite consciousness. And when we connect to the infinite consciousness, it will deliver us the ideas and the know-how as to how to get that thing that we want outside of our own accord. And I always tell people, because they ask me to see, how do you do X, Y, and Z? How do you wake up at 3.30 a.m. in the morning? How do you stay disciplined at what you do? It's not about, it's not about the how, man. It's about why. It's about why. As long as you know why, and you're always willing to manifest and visualize this item coming to you, it will come to you at its own accord, on its own accord. As a matter of fact, the second you started to manifest it, it was already yours. It's only, it's only a moment of time until it is officially yours. It's only, it's only time that's in between it. Because your mind will then go and find those opportunities and seek those pathways neurologically as it recreates the wiring in your brain to seek those opportunities, to listen, to hear. I mean, to hear, to like, to see everything. It'll start to bend all perspective to make sure that you can achieve this thing. And why does that happen? Because we're, we're implanting that idea into our subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is the driving force as to why we are at where we are today. It drives our paradigms. Those paradigms, for those that don't know, a lot of people get really confused at that word paradigm. But a paradigm is just like a collection of your habits. And some of those habits we need to unlearn. You know, so all these collections of things happen because you're able to go ahead and consciously put energy and effort into thinking about that thing that you want over and over and over. And because you keep doing it, you're sending out this energy from yourself into the infinite intelligence, which is bringing it back to you. So it, it goes really deep, man. It goes really deep. And I can go super deep on that because I've studied this stuff for like five to six years. Like I'm all about, I'm all about thinking, grow rich, Napoleon Hill, Joe Dispenza, like all these people, the laws of success. I'm all up in that. What are you studying by the way, right now with your current mentors? Uh, so uh, in terms of what, cause I have a very strict study diet, you know? You tell me. So for me specifically right now, yeah. um, I'm actually studying, uh, I actually opened up thinking, grow rich again. Beautiful. Like, not going to lie. I actually just bought the 1937 edition. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's right here. Such a beautiful book. Like, dude, it's so sick. So sick. Yeah, I decided to open it back up because I always love to connect to, like, uh, the mindset side of things. A little bit of Jim Rohn because I always love to throw some good mindset into every season of my life. You know, I feel like everything comes from the mindset. A, a couple of key things uh, besides that that I'm looking at is uh, I'm actually studying this, too. What is that? Yeah. The five, the love, five language. love languages. Yeah. That's a beautiful one. Yeah, very, very good book. And that's because uh, I actually manifested uh, the woman I wanted into my life as well. So that's that's why I, I read things. Yeah, that's why I read things like this too, man. Like just to make sure that I'm I'm going ahead and I'm putting the effort in towards those things. Everything is energy, bro. Remember at the end of the day. You know, and that's where some of these guys that are coming from the pickup PUA scene will think that they need to go out and do another thousand approaches and put on the perfect outfit and Not what's even. the perfect line. And Not I'll even. be telling them, some of these guys, you just got to find what is your love telling you? What's in your heart? What do you really want? How do you just sit down in a dark room and just think about that coming into your life and do that on a daily basis? It will, it will present itself. You are going to go have to go out there. Facts, You're going to have to put on that, you know, you're gonna have to put on that masculine frame, all right? You can't just walk around and and expect that she's going to come into your life um, and and stay. But if you do the work and you do understand how to, um, you know, be present with a woman. Right. So here's here's something I'll tell you, bro. I've actually studied the game. Like I know I know what the game is. I've studied Neil Straws. I've studied mystery. I've studied all these people. I've studied with Owen Gray. I've studied with uh, uh, Tyler. I've studied with all these people. Yeah. Like I know the pickup game. 
but there's a certain point that you get to where it's like not even about the technique anymore. Well, there's also a certain side that we talk about in this community, which is just like, you really don't need the tactics and techniques. Okay. That's the mindset. That's for guys who are caught caught up in their logical mind Mm, and and they, they don't know how to get into a heart-based way of thinking. Bro, it's mindset. It's the mindset as to how you approach things. And then it's about being present in the moment. You know, I feel like a lot of people struggle with being present. Dude, be present, dude. You're not freaking in Mars right now. Yeah, but being present is one of the most, you know, underrated actual skills that someone can have. It's like listening. Facts. Where someone will say that, oh, but, but I was listening to her or I was present, but she didn't feel it. She said things, okay? And maybe not just she, maybe the guy that you want to bring into your agency or the guy that you want to work with, he said things and you didn't listen carefully enough. You weren't present. You were thinking, you know, five steps ahead or five steps back and you weren't really there with them in the here and now. And, it's and I love that, that you say that, bro. I love something that, that I've been doing more when I do these, these lives is that instead of looking at the person, I look right into the camera, not only so you can see me and, and, and see my eyes and see my, my eyesight. Okay. My eye contact, but also so that I can be completely present and just listen, just listen to the words that are coming out of my guest's mouth and let them you know, let them flow. Like today I'm feeling your flow. I'm feeling your energy. I'm feeling your, your passion for what you do and what you're going to accomplish today in your, in your life. So with that being said, I want to move on because I want to ask you, you know, what makes your marketing agency and your marketing firm different from all the other ones out there? I know you've talked about this in some of your posts. I was waiting for this question, just so you know. Amazing. This is one of my favorite questions. Let's go. Because because every agency promises everything under the sun. They promise you the world. They try and do all these things. Here's the difference with us. All right. I have been disheartened with these these agencies, Mm -hmm. these companies that take credit cards, charge five, six, seven thousand and don't deliver shit. All right. We've had people come to us who have been scammed by agencies time and time again, and it makes us look bad. All right. The difference between us and them is not only do, do we give you the results that you want, but we're playing a side. We're not playing B side. When you work with us, you're not getting team B. You're not signing on and then being shifted off to some dude that you didn't even know about who's going to start managing your ads campaigns and all this stuff. And the company owner is going off, you know, sitting in Thailand, drinking an apple martini, doing what he wants. It's not us. We, we say it A-side. We say A-side. We're in the ring with you. It's us the people who own the business who are behind the nodes and dials of your campaigns. We geek out over this stuff. We grew up with this. We grew up with this, man. We grew up in the e-commerce space. We were running ads in high school. High school, bro. That's the difference. And when you sit A-side, when you sit A-side, meaning we're behind your ads campaigns, we're making those tweaks day in and day out, you know exactly what's going on. We hold communication to a very high level, a very high level. We talk to you day in and day out. This is what's happening. And because you're A-side, you're getting team A, you're not getting team B. Nobody wants team B. Nobody wants team B. Nobody wants uh, second place. Nobody wants third place. You want first place. And that's why we're team A. That's why we do the th- things the way that we do them. We geek out over this stuff, man. 
we're so passionate about the way that we do things and we make sure that we mitigate risk for the people that work with us. Like we're literally using marketing dollars at the, at, in the best way possible to get the most out of what we're putting into the market, mm-hmm. to get the best output and the best result for our clients. And that's what makes us different. The fact that we're the ones doing it. We are the ones doing it. It's not some other guy. I think it's really interesting that we jumped on today. We were going to do it last week. And, and it's really interesting we did it today because the last guy that joined my group and we did an interview with, um, he's actually scaled his uh, coaching firm to like, I don't know, somewhere between like 30 and 50K per month. At least that's what he says. Oh, that's and, not bad. And yet he was talking about how the biggest failure or challenge that he faces is successfully running ads. He says he's never actually seen a positive net return on running ads. It's always been a loss. Okay. And so one sec. So from what I've heard and also from what he heard as well, okay. And what he preaches is that if you're not at um, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 in recurring revenue, you shouldn't even consider running ads. So the question I wanted to ask you was, at what point do you recommend new coaches or new entrepreneurs to start running ads? Because that's where most of the guys are in this community. They're working on their personal brand. They're starting to dive into their purpose, into their passion to self-love and starting to monetize it. But a lot of them, I don't think are ready really to run ads. What do you think? Here's what I'll say, because I I get this question a lot too. Like, am I ready to run ads? Well, let me ask you a few questions. Are you validated? By validated, meaning have you gotten a credit card in return for what you do? How many credit cards have you gotten? For us, we normally look for three credit cards. Once you get three credit cards of people saying, I want what you have, that's what we call validation. I don't care what kind of revenue you're making. You can run ads with that. It doesn't, you don't have to be at a certain bracket to be running ads. It's not true. Cause we've had people come to us who like, and we had this one, uh, eight figure, uh, eight figure owner come to us and he didn't want to deal with all that stuff, dude. He didn't want to go through the validation process. He said, dude, I don't want to freaking go through the research and do all this shit. You know, and we were like, Cool. How much do you have to invest? 60K. Perfect. Let's go. Yeah. And we take, we take that again. And like, these are different people, right? We take that again. We use it for, we use it to go ahead and hit the market with extract everything we need, run campaigns. And from 60K, we could like, we easily net like, (laughs) like 200, 300, bro. Like, and that's, if, and that's if you want to avoid that front-end process. There's definitely a sequence to it. And the sequence I normally recommend is validate first. And how do you validate? Uh, organically. I always tell people to validate organically before doing anything else. So that's what we were talking about. We were talking about what is organic outreach? How do you bring on your first few clients after you've built up your brand? Okay, which is something that you know I teach guys is how to build a strong personal brand and how to build brand authority in whatever industry they're in, whether they're teaching subconscious work or transformational breath work or in a dating niche. Okay. So they've gone out and they validated it. Is there a way to test to see whether those ads are going to be effective? Yeah. Hyper organic. What's that mean? Hyper organic is when you basically write out an ad and push it to market. Uh, it's, you're not, you're not actually running an ad campaign, but you're writing it like it's an ad and you're waiting for the response of the market. Mm -hmm. Once you get response from the market and you have enough engagement, you know, whether this is going to work or not work. And then you could push that into paid ads. I use hyper organic all the time. Like I I do it all the time, dude. And that's cause like, I I don't mean to brag. We crush organic. Mm Mm-hmm. We crush organic. Our our posts get like 300 plus comments per post. Like my last my last uh, 
post was a two-step. You know, getting people to raise their hands like, yo, yeah, I want what you have. 80 comments. But that's normal for me, you know? I'm, I'm used to seeing those numbers at this point. Do you think that you need to see those numbers in order to be successful in business? No. No. Because I think Why? that sometimes guys get caught up in the fact that they're getting good engagement, but they're not actually onboarding any, any students to enroll into their program and to actually change some lives quality and actually, and to actually serve people, you know, they've gotten to that point of building up their brand. They've gotten to that point where they're comfortable with the organic, but they're still not reaching the impact capacity. And it's something that, you know, I'm going to be diving more into in the coming months is to, how can I help these guys to actually create the kind of impact that they're ready to create? Organic is so simple, yet people complicate it so much. Mm -hmm. You want to break that down? <laughs> Bro, it's beyond simple. I actually have, we literally have a program we put people to, through to go ahead and be good at organic. Like the last guy we put through our program, the first, the first week of being in the program, dude booked like freaking seven meetings. I was like, yeah, let's crush this, bro. The guy before that, Jason O'Miles, bro, like he came in 14 meetings week one. Hmm. Like it's, it's not hard. People just overcomplicate it. And why do you think they overcomplicate it? What do they do wrong? Because they're afraid of what people will think when they post. Oh, huge, huge like, one. Bro, like, bro, your, your mom, grandma, or whoever ain't paying your bills. That's right. Like they're, they're not the ones out here. Like, I don't, I don't care about those comments. Why? Cause they ain't paying my bills, bro. The amount of fear that goes into building a personal brand and then monetizing it is tremendous. So uh, guys have a really hard time into stepping into the limelight and putting themselves out there on social media but then they have an even harder time in actually, you know, selling themselves. You know what happens when you do nothing? A whole lot of nothing. <laughs> That's what happens. And when you don't do nothing, when you do nothing, you're not ringing the cash register at the end of the day. You know, right? my mentor made over six figures last year and gave away about 90% of it. That's that's the potential here is that even if you're not doing it just for the fancy cars or for the watches or for the Impact, homes bro. or the models, just making money so that you can give back is possible Fast. as well. So you have to remember that, like, you may think, you know, oh, but, but I don't really do it for the money or I don't really want to make a lot of money. But, but do you understand the people that are out there that you're not going to be able to impact if you don't actually figure that side out. And I love that you said that, bro. Cause I'll tell you this, uh, 2019, 2019, our, our, uh, consulting coaching agency, whatever you want to call it, uh, made 24 K in the year. In what, in what year in 2019, 2019. Okay. In 2020, we made 160. What changed? 160K in the year. January of this year, mm -hmm. actually December of uh, December of 2020, we crushed 30K. Mm -hmm. And like the only change we made was consistency. Well, you know what? There are three pillars of building a personal brand. Number one, is having a clear message. Number two is being consistent and yes, actually, actually pushing that message out. And number three is actually building up the network and the trust and the social proof and audience that you need yes, for, sir, people, sir. for people to get on board, to get on that ship, to ride it.
So here's something really good I recommend for a lot of people to do when it comes to organic. Speak the language of your market. Mm -hmm. That's first. Find out the language of your market. Find out what's hurting them. Find out what their pain points are. Beautiful. Well said. Once you find out the pain points, talk about it. And then tie in, tie in what you do as a solution to that pain point. And it can't just be any pain point either. It has to be something like this person is literally standing on hot coals. And if they don't get off, they're going to get burned. That's how bad the pain has to be. You got to dig deep. See, this is where people will go, oh, yeah, I want to work with, uh, you know, coaches. Check. But what do those coaches actually think? How do they feel? What is their driving force? And And that is something that, you know, I'll, I'll spend multiple sessions working with guys on, you know, how are you going to relate to that audience? How are you going to connect with them? Because if you don't, yeah, absolutely. If you don't connect with them in your copy, they're not going to want to be a part of your vision. Yeah. I love copy, bro. It's one of my favorite things ever. Like I love ads as a matter of fact. Like it's one of my favorite things ever. You're an ad guy. Come on, I hope <laughs> you are. You I know, know you to... you had a you had a piece of copy actually. Uh, we're we're gonna finish up here in a few minutes. I'm gonna let you get back to work. But yeah, sure, you, yeah I was you, just looking at the time too. Yeah, you had a piece of copy, and I'm not sure I 100% agree with it. So I wanted to jump into it. So you oh. said the quality of service you render directly reflects the quality of income you earn. And I'm gonna challenge you on that and say that. Oh. There are guys who have terrible quality of service and they're earning a lot of money. And there are guys whose quality of service is actually really high. And it's so hard for them to even get two or three clients per, uh, per month. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's, what's up with the, the person who's rendering high quality and not earning enough doesn't know their own self-worth. Mm, so true. Know your self-worth. The guy who has shit quality and is making a lot, that should actually be an example of, bro, there's somebody out, out there who's do, who's like doing less than you and who's worse than you, who's making more than you. Like that's and there an example is, of that. There is someone out there. Like there is someone out there, Tasib, who is not nearly as devoted and like, quick and, you know, like, fucking passionate about an agency and he's like, making you know more I mean? than you <laughs> and he's making more you know what i'm saying so it's it's about it's about accruing attention uh-huh. you know i still stand by that the quality of services you render uh, reflects the quality of income you earn because mm-hmm. like i will never ever downgrade quality ever i think quality is the highest thing that we need to have service and and yes, the quality of services, like the service that we, we provide people. Listen, listen, listen. You want to really live a dharmic life where you've got good karma? Serve others. Help others Hell to put yes. food on the table. Hell yes. Help others to feel good about their purpose and their passion and their path. Because if you don't, that's just going to come back around. It's going to bite you at some point. You know what I love, bro? Like there's something Zig Ziglar says, you know, who Zig Ziglar is dude. Definitely. So Zig Ziglar says, when I help people get what they want, I get what I want. <laughs> you know, it's, I love it. it's crazy concept, but it works, man. It, it circles back around. And that's why I make sure that we're always serving people at the highest level possible. Yeah. Cause like at the end of the day, uh, and I don't want to get like religious on people, but like we're, we're servants of God. Like, I listen, God. listen, you know, you don't have to get religious, but this is a very spiritually based community. Okay. And we do talk about that, about, you know, believing in something that's within and believing in right. something that's outside and, and believing that, you know, when you don't remember, that's when you're lost. When you're suffering is when you didn't remember. Facts, Asiba, I facts, love bro. I love talking to you. Amen, bro. Um, Fucking amen. Final question that I ask most of the guests on this podcast is how are you going to evolve your business, your agency, 
and also your lifestyle in 2021? 2021 is about intent. Mm-hmm. It's about being intentional in everything that we do. Intentional in the actions, intentional in the steps, intentional in the plan. And for us right now, that intent is going towards generating massive cash reserves. Massive, massive cash reserves. 70, actually 80% of 2021 is going to be utilized to generate massive cash. 80% of it. 20% is going to go into planning. Because we're we're scaling. Right now we're scaling, dude. Mm-hmm. Like we're the rate at which we're scaling is not is not like many other agencies out there. Like the rate at which we're going, people look at us and they're like, oh my God, that's like, what is that? Like, what the hell happened? You know, I have people who are ahead of me. And this, even this, like, uh, I love that this happens. Cause like, I look at people ahead of me that are doing seven figures. I'm like, dude, that's so awesome. You're making all this. Like you're doing 60 million, this time, the third. And they're like, dude, you're freaking 21 and you're coming at this speed. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm like nowhere close to you. Like, what the hell are you talking about? You know? <laughs> <laughs> got to respect, man. You got to show respect and, and they're showing respect to you right now because you can just feel it in your energy. You know, I felt it from the first time that we spoke that, that you're just really driven right now. You're really purposeful. Um, you're doing something that's, that's cool. I love helping and, people. Yeah. And, it, and it's great to, to meet you on a deeper level and to introduce you to the guys here. So if someone is interested in what you do and they want to reach out, where's the best place that they can find you? Dude, send me a PM on Facebook. Uh, actually, we have a Facebook group as well. Uh, it's called High Ticket Ad Secrets. Mm-hmm. And it's where we're going to be sharing our secrets and our methodologies and strategies to running actually rapidly scalable campaigns. Mm. Like, we're, dude, we help people get to 100K months like this. Like, it's not, it's, it's, it's not a challenge for us. Like, the last guy that came to us was doing like 60K. And within two weeks, we took him to 100. Amazing. Like, awesome. <laughs> you know, it's so awesome. Like find me on Facebook, bro. Send me a PM. If you guys need something, I'll actually shoot over a training to you guys. If you guys want that, let me know what's going on and uh, we'll connect, man. Find me on Instagram. If you want at to see Bukhari at to see B, I should say That's even LinkedIn, man. We also have a podcast as well. Just like you. Who knows? Maybe we'll do another podcast. Yeah. Listen, it's been great to catch up with you to learn more about what you do and to sure, help man. you to educate some of these guys who are young and getting into the game. So Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Absolutely, man. Peace.